0: Well, hello, hello. This is Evangelist Gary Man and this is the On the Road Podcast. I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And I'm making this on Sunday afternoon, but uh, Lord willing, and everything works well, I will get it out this coming Tuesday. So anyway, it's a great day. The, uh, the Bible says uh, we're to rejoice and be glad in, this is a day the Lord hath made. And so, this is this is a great thing. Excuse me while I take a sip of tea here. I love tea. Specifically cold tea. I'm, well, I'm not too crazy about warm tea or hot tea. Um, I do like hot chocolate. <laughs> Anything chocolate I like. Uh, but anyway, so this is, again, this is Vangels, Gary Man on the road podcast. You can email me at otr podcast at com if you want to get in touch with me and uh, everything so that's a good thing uh, technology is a wonderful thing but every now and then uh, i have trouble with it uh, and i don't know why i've got a practically brand new uh, ipad here and everything but every now and then i have a little bit of trouble getting everything downloaded and uh, so pray that i'll be able to get that thing done tomorrow well we um i don't know i think i've told you that we were in the process of selling our, our big black pickup truck that I had, past tense. And uh, it had a 7.3 diesel in it and, and all that kind of thing. And so, But we did. Uh, we finally got it sold on Friday. And then yesterday, on Saturday, my wife and I went out and uh, we'd had our eye on an SUV. Uh, a used one, not a new one. And uh we're going to go to the bank tomorrow, no, no not tomorrow because tomorrow's Martin Luther King Day. the bank is closed, but on Tuesday, we'll go to the bank with the paperwork and uh, get the loan, and we will have two vehicles again <laughs> and so uh so thankfully, we did sell the truck and I got out of it pretty much what I was hoping to get, Of course she'd always like to get more, but um it was it was a good deal it was a good deal so I'm happy with that. We're getting an SUV with a lot fewer miles on it. The, the used vehicle that we're going to get has, oh, 55,500 and some miles. And so it's uh, low miles for that for that year. And uh, so it's a Nissan Pathfinder. It has three rows of seats and all that. And, of course, the back will be put down most of the time because we'll be carrying our luggage in there or whatever when we travel together. In that, I am still taking care of a church here in Texas, Gladewater, Texas, specifically. Uh, Their pastor died a few weeks ago, and I have been filling in and will fill in until the end of this month, which is January. And then uh, somebody else will have to take care of it, and I'll be uh, responsible, or I'm helping them set up a pulpit committee and answering questions and taking care of problems and uh, preaching to them Wednesday, Wednesday night, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And uh, so anyway, so that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. And the short Bible study, i got to keep this short because we got to go here. And in uh, about 26 minutes, I have to leave and, and then go to uh, that service again. And preach tonight, and then come home and have our traditional uh, toasted cheese sandwiches. Yes, every Sunday night for years and years and years now, we would come home from church, and it used to be when all the girls were home. There's uh, there'd be five of us, and I would make six toasted cheese sandwiches, one for each of them, and two for me. And I'm the one that would make them because everybody else burned them. They'd walk away, and and you'd have this odor, and oh, they're burning. And, and uh, so I'm the one that does that. And and if I if if any popcorn is made or bacon, I do I do bacon. <laughs> so um, if I had to take care of myself, I I would live on on toasted cheese sandwiches, uh, bacon and popcorn because that's the only thing I can make. Oh, it used to be it used to be long long time ago before I was saved and and on my own a little bit. Uh, I would do what I call white noodles, uh, just noodles with uh, in milk. And warm that up, and I love that, still do. Uh, but anyway, well, hey, I, I read this. There's a there's a book called "To the Golden Shore," and uh, it's it's all about Adoniram Judson, who went to Burma, uh, now called Myanmar. Uh, but he went there a long time ago, uh, in the 1800s, early 1800s, as a missionary there, and uh, he was in uh, in Burma. And this is what he said. Oh, let's see, where, where do I want to start with this? He was visited here by a traveling Englishwoman, a Miss Emma Roberts, who was most anxious to see his, this missionary now celebrated throughout the civilized world. She found him in his Burmese habitation, to which we had to ascend by a ladder, and we entered a large, low room through a space like a trap door. The beams of the roof were uncovered and the window frames were open after the fashion of Burman houses. The furniture consisted of a table in the center of the room, a few stools, and a desk, with writings and books neatly arranged on one side. The two talked through a good part of the afternoon, but as it, and it says, as we were conversing, so it must be from the lady's point of view, as we were conversing, the bats which frequent the houses in Rangoon, began to take their evening round and whirled closer and closer till they came in almost disagreeable contact with our heads. And the flap of the heavy wings, so near us interrupting conversation, we, had, we at length took our leave and departed. And this, I thought, as I descended the dark ladder, is the solitary abode of Judson. Whom after ages shall designate most justly the great and the good. In this garret he pressed on with his translation, or in, in that kind of situation, he was he was translating the Bible into the Burmese language. So in this garret he pressed on with his translation while the disciples taught and gave out tracts in the room below. A little after the beginning of the new year in 1831, he had finished Psalms, the Song of Solomon, and Daniel. There had, began, uh, there, had be, there had been several conversions, but most impressive to Adoniram was the development of a spirit of inquiry that is spreading everywhere through the whole length and breadth of the land. And that was a quote by him. He said, I sometimes feel alarmed, Like a person who sees a mighty engine beginning to move over which he knows he has no control. Our house is frequently crowded with company, but I am obliged to leave them to my assistant, a, a Burmese man, one of the best assistants, in order to get time for the translation. Is this right? And then he said, happy is the missionary who goes to a country where the Bible is translated into his hand, meaning he doesn't have to take all that time to do it. Although the missionaries never gave away a tract without being asked for it, that's an amazing thing, they found themselves giving away hundreds every day. The great annual festival at the Shui Dagon Pagoda uh, fell this year on February 9, uh, the 25th to be ready Adoniram wrote Bennett, a printer, for fifteen or 20,000 copies of his tract. On March 4th, he wrote that during the festival, he had distributed nearly nearly 10,000 tracts, giving to none but those who ask. I presume there have been 6,000 applications at the house. Some come two or three months' journey from the borders of Siam and China. And they would say, Sir, we hear that there is an eternal hell. We are afraid of it. Do give us a writing that will tell us how to escape it. Quote. He said others come from the frontiers of Cathay, a hundred miles north of Ava. And they would say, Sir, we have seen a writing which tells about an eternal God. Are you the man that gives away such writings? If so, pray give us one, for we want to know the truth before we die. End quote. He said others come from the interior of the country there in Burma, where the name of Jesus Christ is a little known. They would say, Are you the Jesus Christ man? Give us a writing that tells about Jesus Christ. That's, a, that's an exciting thing there. And uh, he never gave any of them away he Never gave a tract away Unless a person asked for it And he had constant people Going to, going to his uh, door And going to wherever he was And saying, are you the man? Please give us the writing Give us the writing And uh, my goodness, I wish we had kind of, That kind of attitude and spirit today uh, About the word of God uh, here, in, here in our country Anyway, hey, I want to give you this real quick And, I, and again, I have to be a little quicker than normal um, because we got to get ready and go and, and I took too long of a Baptist nap today. <laughs> so uh, let me let me give you this, this to you real quick. Ephesians chapter number four is what I want to help you with. Um, I, I taught this the other night at, uh, at the church that I'm helping and so Ephesians chapter four, I'm going to start reading at verse number 17. And uh, I'll go through this um, kind of quickly. So on your own, I challenge you to read Ephesians 4, verses 17 through 32, okay? And, um, but this, uh, this, this, uh, this, this chapter, uh, starting, I'll go back to verse number 1. You don't need to go there. But verse number 1 tells us we are to walk worthy... It says, of the vocation wherewith you're called. So there it tells us to walk worthy. In chapter 4, verse number 17 of Ephesians, it says, this I say there and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. So first we're told to walk worthy. Then we're told not to walk as other Gentiles walk. Then in chapter 5, verse number 2, it says we are to walk in love. So we're, we're, to, we're being told how to walk, what, how we are to live, what we are to do, and what we are not to do. Chapter 5, verse number 8, it tells us, for, we, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light So we used to be in the darkness of sin, but now that we've come to the light, we are to walk as children of light. And then down in verse number um, number 15, it says we are to walk circumspectly. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And so... um, I, I looked up that verse in, my, in one of my commentaries that I have on my uh, iPad. And this is what it said. It said, the believer's walk is both inward and outward. His inward walk is by faith in Christ. His outward walk is his conversation or his conduct among men. And then uh, I wrote down, this is, I've said this thousands of times, our walk talks and our talk talks, but our walk talks louder than our talk talks. In other words, how we live in front of people says more than what we say that we are. Um, I, can, I can remember when i when I just, got, just gotten saved, and, and uh, sorry, sad to say this, and I have to apologize to you for this, but I, I used to smoke cigarettes. Oh, yes, I did. Long time ago. And right after I got saved, I was sitting in a room with some, with some of the guys that I knew. They were asking me what in the world was going on in my life. And I told them, I said, well, I got saved. And I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette. And one of the guys that was there, he, he said this. He said, well, if you're so saved, why are, you, why are you sitting there smoking a cigarette? So our walk talks and our talk talks, but our walk... Definitely talks louder than our talk talks. What we do in front of people can either get their attention or can justify how they live. And that's exactly what happened with me before I got saved. Because before I got saved, a man, a young lady that I was dating, her dad wanted me to go to church with him. And uh, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, Because he would go home just as drunk as I did. So what's the difference? I mean, why go to church? Well, there's nothing in it. And then that, the pastor of that church, he, was gonna, he, he told some people he was going to go out and smoke some dope so he can find out what it's like so he could identify with the teenagers. And I thought, well, that's not right. And then the churches, a long time ago, back in the 60s and 70s, they would hire my band that I was in. I was the drummer. And uh, we made fun of those churches because they hired us. And we didn't change any of the words. We didn't change anything. We just played everything exactly like it was always played. And we made fun of them. And I thought, you know, their, their walk is talking louder than their talk talks. <laughs> and, and so I, you know, our walk uh, is very, very important. Um, but it says back in, back in verses 17, 18, 19, it says that we are not to walk like the other Gentiles. In other words, we're not to walk like we used to walk. And then, if you go down to verse, um, verse number 18, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, verse number 18, let me read it. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work in all manner, in all uncleanness and greediness. And so, God said, oh, You're not to walk like that as Christians. You're not to walk like the Gentiles walk. You're not to you're not to the things they used to do. You shouldn't be doing them anymore. And those people, they're past feeling. They their conscience didn't bother them at all, and they gave themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness and greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off. And there's the first part I want to talk about. That you put off, concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. So we're supposed to put off the things that we used to do. We're supposed to put off the old man, how I used to act and what I used to do and, and my attitude and, and the whole thing. And then you go down, and uh, I'm turning the page here, so we're to put off because, and be renewed in, in, your, in our minds, okay? Then in verse number 24, it tells us to put on something. In verse number 24, it says, and that you put on the new man. So we're to take off the new man. We're to put that off. Everything that we used to do and, and our actions and how we lived and the, sin, the sins and everything, we're to put that off. We're to put it off. And then we're to put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore? Then it starts then it gives us starts gives us a partial list here. Wherefore, verse number five, putting away lying. Okay? So if we were liars, we're supposed to put that off. Okay, well what do we put on? Okay, wherefore putting away lying, verse number twenty-five, speak every man truth with his neighbor. So speaking truth with our pe- with people. Replaces the old man which is telling lies, and then down to verse number twenty six: Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. We're to we're to take that anger and put it off, and, and not sin with our anger. And then that verse number twenty eight: Here's the old man. Let the him that stole steal no more. So if you used to steal things and and all that, don't steal anymore. Put off that old man. Put it off. And put on the new man, but rather let him labor, it says, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. So instead of stealing to get what you need, put that off. That's the old man. That's sinful. And put on the new man. Go out and get a job and work. And provide for your own things, and so you can have enough to help those who have a need. Okay? Verse number 29, here's the old man. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. So our, our, our speech is to be different. So everything we're doing should, should be different. Okay? Uh, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. You know, people don't want to hear about your problems. They they don't want you they don't want they don't want to hear your dirty mouth. We used to say, you know, uh, they, there was uh, uh, I was on a on a train uh, from Milwaukee to uh, back to Chicago to go back to boot back to uh, boot camp, and uh, we had we had some time off and said, and so we'd get on a train. I went up to Milwaukee. Well, coming back on that train, a fight started out, and it started because a, a young man said something dirty to a, to a girl. That he didn't even know. He didn't even know. And somebody else who didn't even know the girl called him a, called him a garbage mouth. <laughs> and they got into a fight. But I was upstairs in the top part of the train, so it didn't bother me any. But let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Again, that's the old man. But put on but that which is good to the use of edifying. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, verse number 30, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And then it talks about some other things here. Let all bitterness and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking. That's the old man. Let those things be put away from you with all malice or maliciousness, if you will. And be a kind one to another. Here's the new man. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And so we're to put off. We're to put on and we are to put away And we take those things that are wrong In our life that are sinful Those are the things we put away Because that's the old man that, That's how you used to act that's what, that's what you used to drink That's what you used to say That's, how you, that's, that's where you used to go okay? when, I, when I got saved I, One of the guys in the band Called me up and said Hey we got a job coming up And I said I can't go And they, they got mad at me and said why not I said well I promised a preacher that I would go uh, with him to church, and uh, he he didn't like that very well. So I replaced going to the bar with going to church. I put off the old man, and and the guy he was he was my friend I thought, and uh, he threatened me on the phone. And he said, "Next time I see you, I'll kill you." Well, and I didn't see him for quite a few years, and I mean quite a few years. Well, finally, one day after I graduated from college, and I was uh, with mom and dad at a ball game. used to Used to be the Columbus Jets, and uh, now they shut that down, and then became the Columbus Clippers uh, there in Columbus, Ohio, and they were the farm team for the New York Yankees. And so, mom and dad and me, we went to ball game together. Dad always loved to go to ball, those ball games, and it was fun. And all of a sudden, they're, they're, you know, the ball game is about to start, and, and I, I'm sitting there with Mom and Dad, and all of a sudden, the guy that I recognized walked in front of me and walked over, and I watched where he sat. And I said, Mom and Dad, there's the guy that threatened to kill me the next time he saw me. And they said, Well, you're going to go see him, aren't you? <laughs> I thought, Are you kidding me? <laughs> I looked down at my grin. I said, You want me to die? <laughs> and they laughed. Well, I sat there and watched the whole game, and we got down into, like, the ninth inning. And we were winning anyway, and so I, I I looked at mom and dad. I said, "I'm going to go talk to him." I went over and talked to him, and uh, I tapped him on the shoulder. He turned around, and looked at me, and he didn't recognize me because I had short hair and I was twenty some years young or older, and uh, or maybe not maybe not not that much, but anyway, uh, I was older, and he hadn't seen me for years. And I looked at him, and I he said, uh, "Can I help you?" And I said, "You don't know who I am, do you?" He said, "No." I said, well, imagine me with long hair sitting behind a set of drums. And I thought, oh, boy, here it comes. He looked at me and said, Gary? I said, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's good to see you. And I, phew, okay, good. We're okay. I'm not going to die tonight. And I reminded him, I said, "Do do you remember the last thing you said to me before, you know? He said, no, what did I say? I said, well, you said the next time you saw me, you'd kill me. So I've been sitting up here watching you and your girlfriend here, and and uh, just wondering if I should come down. He said, "Oh yeah, I was just mad at you. Don't don't don't." But then here's what then here's what he said. I had a I had a band, and it had about uh, it had about six people in it, and I was number seven. And uh, he looked at me and he said, "Well," he said, "Let me tell you something." He said, "You know, out of all of us," he's talking to me. He said, "Out of all of us." He said, you were the first one that made any sense of his life. And I thought, oh, wow. Okay. And uh, then we said we'd, we'd get back in touch with each other, and we never did. And, uh, but anyway, making, you know, living a life for Christ, not living like the Gentiles live. We're not to walk like the Gentiles we're not to walk like we used to live. We're not to, we're not to do those things anymore. We're to replace the bad with the good. We're to replace, replace sinfulness with righteousness. And it's not in order to get saved because we're not saved by our good works. We're saved by faith, by grace through faith, it says, in Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage you today, if you're not saved, I, I, I pray that you'll trust Christ as your personal Savior because that's the only way anybody can get to heaven is by our faith in Jesus Christ. We're, we're sinners. We're, we're sinners. And, and because of that, we're under the penalty of sin and death. But that's why Jesus came and died and paid for our sins for us so we could trust His Son as our personal Savior And then know that we're going to heaven. But then after that, we're to put away sinful life. We're to put on things that are right. And we're to put away those things that cause problems uh, in our life. And and remember, we're we're here to help other people. We're here to be an encouragement to other people, which is why it says, and be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you well i've got about four minutes here four and a half minutes and i'm going to go ahead and shut this down but i apologize for this being a little bit shorter um but schedule is, is just uh it's just crazy today and uh then tomorrow i got things to do and then tuesday we pick up our our new car to us it's a used car it's a 2000 i think 15 or 2017 i don't remember and uh, so anyway, taking the money that we got from the pickup truck that we sold, taking all that money and putting it down on this car so our payments are not going to be high at all, and everything will be good, and we'll be ready for our next trip, which is coming up in February, and we will be going to some meetings. I'll be preaching some meetings in, in, in Florida, and I love to do that. And then we come back, and then our daughter, uh, Nicole, and her husband, Michael, and their six children, and uh, some of them are young men now, not just children anymore, they'll be flying in and staying with us for a week, and so we're anxious for that. So anyway, again, uh, this is a short version today of the On the Road podcast, and uh, Lord willing, we'll get this thing uploaded, and everything will be fine, and it'll come out then on Tuesday And I'll try to update that Update you on that tomorrow On Facebook Let you know what's going on And uh, so I thank you again for listening And uh, hope you'll pass this on to other people And and uh, if you've missed some of the episodes in the past I, I trust that you'll go back and listen to some of them uh, They're there All you gotta do is, is tap into it And uh, you can do that uh, Through Buzz Sprout. Buzzsprout Buzzsprout uh, is where I do Uh, All my recording and everything And uh, so anyway So I hope you have a great day And remember this is the day that the Lord hath made We will rejoice And be glad in it